Amy Mann, welcome to Fresh Air. Well, you decided to put your CD, Bachelor Number 2, out yourself. Mm -hmm. And you've been using, it's available in stores now, but it was initially, I think, only supposed to be available on the Internet. Am well, I right it, about that? It was initially offered on the Internet, and, uh, and I sold it at, at my shows, mm -hmm. mainly because, um, you know, I mean, that's very contrary to, uh, you know, to the sort of traditional record record company um uh, protocol where you sort of you have a release date and it's released in all formats and you know you come out with a big splash but uh, you know I, I sort of felt like it, it, it had been a long time since I had a record out and um, you know that I mean this record has been done for you know it's, it's basically finished about a year and a half ago so I just wanted to get it out to my fans as soon as possible and uh you know and and anybody who was interested in searching for it on the internet or anyone who came to a show i wanted to have that available to them and uh you know i just thought well you know i'll 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 deal with the rest of it as it as it comes along now how did you use the internet and how much of your music were you offering for free and how much of it was sales only well i try to be very circumspect about that i mean you know i don't think anybody's crazy about giving their music away i think um, the idea of sort of free downloads or, um, you know, that kind of thing is, for, for an artist like me, is especially difficult because it's, it's harder to find my music in really traditional outlets. And, you know, I mean, it's, you're, you're not going to go to Tower and, and see the big giant display, you know, with a big pile of records and, you know, and be constantly reminded and hear it on the radio. You know, it's not, it's not sort of, it's not as accessible because there's not the, you know, a large record company presence behind it. So, um, you know, it's, I, I think for music like mine, I mean, the, the internet is sort of where you go to first and, and, uh, you know, that sort of free download thing kind of really cuts into somebody, you know, cuts into the sales pretty significantly. And, you know, and since I have to finance my own record and I have to finance everything having to do with the record, it's that can get pretty tricky. I mean, we did some some limited, uh, you know, streaming audio and, and download stuff, but uh, it's it's kind of hard to know what, uh, you know, if you're if you're promoting yourself or cutting your own throat, really. Right, when you're giving stuff away for free on the Internet. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I, I'm sure you've seen this. It's part of Newsweek's June 5th cover story about Napster. There's an illustration headlined, How Napster Nabs Tunes, and the tune being downloaded in this illustration is your song, Save Me. Um, the implication is that you've, you've become something of, like, the queen of the Internet. <laughs> well, I don't, I don't know what to think about that. I mean... I don't, you know, they they wanted me to to give a quote for that story, and I still don't really know what to think about it because I, I think on on the one hand, you know, something like Napster is uh, is helpful so people can hear the music before they, you know, before they buy it. But then again, if if they don't have to buy it, then they can hear it before they just take it. And um, you know, I, I think people have to understand that that it's not uh, it's not like the kids against the suits it's the kids the kids against the artists you know i mean look is a couple of you know are a couple of free downloads going to hurt um britney spears business uh, you know probably not but i mean but that could be all the business that i would get you know mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so um how successful have you been on the internet in actually selling your records or using it to uh promote them or you know make people aware of your music well we've used it 
we you know we just sort of it's it's a it's kind of random really you know i mean there's not there's not like really a plan i think that things come up and it sounds like a good idea you know you do some sort of you know chats and and uh you know, online chats and, and uh, you know, a couple of downloads here and there and, and interviews and online magazines and that kind of thing. And, and just, uh, you know, and it, it, it does kind of accumulate into something. I mean, certainly having the record for sale, available for sale on the Internet, was, uh, was a really a great thing. I mean, that really, that really kind of jump-started stuff for us, mm-hmm. um, you know, especially because it's, it's only been recently that uh, I signed a distribution deal to get the records into stores, and, you know, it's, it's in stores now, but, but for a long time it wasn't. So you know, I, I think it's just helpful to have a place for, you know, sort of diehard fans, you know, people who really care about it to, to find out where you are. Nick Hornby, who wrote the novel High Fidelity that the movie was adapted from, has an article about you in The New Yorker, and he wrote, What have things come to when the ability to purchase a CD over-the-counter by one of America's sparkiest musical talents is a cause for celebration? I mean, he was, yeah. like, shocked, like, oh, we have to celebrate. It should be a big deal that your CD is in a store. That should be, I that know. Should be obvious. I know. I'm telling you. Well, but that's, you know, that's the way things are now. You know, that's, I mean, I, I feel... I feel like I've been, you know, that's a that's a real sign of success, you know, that I'm able to to get my record into stores. But uh, you know, I mean, it's a, uh, you know, the major labels. I mean, it's it's you have have pretty much a, a monopoly, and that's that's the way it's been. And I think, uh, you know, there's going to be a lot of a lot of new. I think there's a lot of people who are in my position who who are either disgusted with the major label system or have been. Um, you know, kind of squeezed out of the major system, major label system, or you know, ostracized from it, or disenfranchised, or whatever, and and uh, will kind of go the route that I'm going. Um, I, I mean, I was kind of forced into it. It was never my dream to start a record label, but uh, I, you know, I had to get to the point where it was just, you know, it was just unworkable. You know, I mean, it it just it just didn't work for me. So, you know, it, for me, it was like, well, anything's better than that, and. Um, I mean, it's actually been kind of fun, you know. You sort of learn as you go along and figure stuff out. But mm-hmm. yeah, you know, I mean, I I have my record in stores, and it's like you know, like pop the champagne. <laughs> it's like, you know.